like a wood white noise it's like a little sound sound Late last fall, researchers at George Mason University noticed a strange pattern in the distribution of airport noise complaints. We found, you know, in all of these, in all of these airports that we looked at, it is just one, two, or three people that are responsible for, uh, you know, significant majorities, you know, some, in some cases, 80% or more. That's Eli Dorado, the George Mason researcher who found that in Seattle, three people made 64% of all complaints. Meanwhile, in Denver, four people accounted for 96%. But one of Dorado's favorite examples of this peculiarity came out of Reagan International Airport in Washington, D.C. There's, there's one household in Fox Hall, which is uh, in northwest D.C., so not, you know, across the river from the airport, you know, several miles away, you know, I think three or four miles away at least. And they are responsible for, for 6,852 complaints in 2015, which uh, was 78% of the total. And of those 6,852 complaints, 6,500 just came from one person. If that's true, this one Washingtonian was filing an average of 18 complaints a day, every day for 365 days. It, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a, a full-time job. I've not had the good fortune to actually, you know, talk to them. I'm not qualified to evaluate them in any way, but it does seem that that they need, you know, they're, they're clearly suffering, right? There's, they're, 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 they do need some sort of uh, assistance. This serial complainer became something of a local mystery because airport authorities refused to reveal the complainer's identity. The Washington Post even published a story titled, Are You the Person Who Filed 6,500 Noise Complaints Against National Airport? Nobody knew who it was. Until now. Well, 10 complaints each day, minimum. This is already, as I am describing it, you can have the flavor, a full-time job. Because it means that uh, you have to be there and uh, just uh, make that as a living. Welcome to Sound Show. I'm Owen Phillips, and I want to know what could possibly fuel someone to make 6,500 noise complaints in a single year. That someone, it turns out, is Roberto Vittori, a 52-year-old Italian astronaut. I've flown three times in space. Roberto is best known as a former astronaut with NASA and the European Space Agency. Twice on the Russian Soyuz, once on the space shuttle. What he's unknown for is single-handedly increasing the total number of reported noise complaints in D.C. by a factor of five. When I met Roberto to talk about his complaints, he was impeccably dressed. Brown leather shoes, wool pants, a fitted button-down shirt and tie. It's been a year since he made all those complaints, so I thought Roberto would be able to reflect and see the humor in the situation. But he doesn't think there's anything funny about all the sleep he's lost because of this noise. To make a comparison, it's similar to have a vacuum cleaner by your bed. Can you sleep when a vacuum cleaner is turned on? You cannot. You wake up. And uh, the vacuum cleaner lasts for 25 seconds. It all started in 2013 when Roberto moved from Italy to Washington, D.C. When he first noticed the noise, he tried upgrading all the windows in his house with special half-inch thick glass. But it didn't help. 
after changing all the windows, after adding an additional protective layer, after spending about $20,000, obviously you can move. That's an option. But uh, that is expensive and that creates a number of additional questions. So until then, complaints, it's uh, what they asked you to do, and that's what they did. In 2015, Roberto began a one-man email-powered crusade against the Metropolitan Washington Airports Authority. He decided to file a noise complaint every single time he thought it was too loud. Whether it was in the middle of the night or in the middle of dinner, he'd get up, go to his computer, look up the details of the plane passing overhead, and write up a complaint. There's engineer-like precision in Roberto's complaints. They're not generic or copy and pasted. Here's an example. Note the case of American Airlines 585 on the 7th of October 2016 at uh, a speed of uh, 361 miles per hour. With a simple calculation, the indicated airspeed uh, can be estimated to be approximately 300 knots, well in excess of the 250 knots limits. Excessive speed implies excessive noise. That is uh, something that uh, we keep addressing to your kind attention be completely unacceptable in our local communities. Thank you very much for considering. Roberto has been to space three times. Reminder, this is what a rocket launch sounds like. And he's still in really good shape for someone his age. A person who has trained for some of the most extreme conditions known to man is not the person you picture sitting at a computer typing out thousands of emails about excessive noise. But to hear him describe it, it's taken a devastating toll on his health. You go to sleep. It's 10 o'clock. You are tired. And uh, you hear in the background some of the noise, but you are tired, so eventually you will fall asleep. Midnight, um, here it is, Boeing 737-700. So you wake up. If you are extremely tired, you may remain half asleep. Here it is, the next one, shortly after that for sure will get you up if they first didn't do it. So what to do? You create anxiety, stress, you feel your heart beating increasing, and you have to uh, just stop that type of uh, continuous exposure on uh, those noise events, so you have to change room. Roberto believed if he inundated airport authorities with enough complaints, they would have to appease him, but it hasn't worked out that way. Roberto thinks the airport is conspiring to write him off as a crank by inflating the number of complaints he actually made. While airport authorities say the most frequent complainer made 6,500 complaints in 2015, Roberto's adamant that he made fewer than half that number. There is a physical limit to the number of complaints that you can do. It takes time, even via email. It's impossible to, uh, to, uh, I, I, it's impossible to do more. Another quirk is that the airport says that the person who made 6,500 complaints lives in Foxhall, a neighborhood near Georgetown University. 
but Roberto lives in Hillendale, which is the neighborhood next to Foxhall. That leaves us with three distinct possibilities. If you believe Roberto, who says he registered 3,000 complaints, the airport overreported the number of complaints he made while also getting his location wrong. That's option one. Option two is that in addition to Roberto's 3,000 or so complaints, there really is a Foxhall resident who made another 6,500. But here's the problem with that. In 2015, there were only 8,670 complaints total. Roberto's 3,000 plus the other 6,500, not to mention all the complaints from other residents, would be more than that. The third option, and the one that seems most plausible, is that Roberto lost count of how many complaints he made each day. But don't tell him that. When you start into a routine, you know the difference between 10 and 20. So each day, it was, uh, it was, it would have been possible, it's impossible for me to underestimate. And again, I do not live in Foxhall, and it's not true. To settle things once and for all, Roberto recently emailed airport authorities under the Freedom of Information Act. He wanted to know only one thing about the person who made 6,500 complaints. Is that me? They haven't gotten back to him. Roberto is not the only one who's had an issue with the noise. Peter Watkins lives nearby, and he sympathizes. I've had certain days where it just, you know, really got to me when I was trying to focus on something. And I could actually see where, you know, they would push somebody over the edge to the point where they would they would develop some sort of a, uh, a crazy reaction like that of just constantly pinging, you know, the Washington Airport Authority to complain. There are real ways to reduce aircraft noise. That's not the problem. According to Eli Dorado, the problem is how you balance the concerns of people like Roberto and Peter against what's good for society. What I worry about the most is that we we overweight the concerns of, of people who um, are very sensitive to airport noise at the expense of better, cheaper aviation, um, you know, planes that pollute less because actually like one one way to avoid some airport noise is just to take off at, at sort of like a lower throttle, which is less efficient and, and, and creates additional carbon emissions, which, you know, in, in addition to being less efficient from an environmental perspective, it also costs more for, for tickets. An additional point to consider is that as bad as Roberto thinks he has it, someone else in D.C. probably has it much worse and they're not complaining nearly as much. So we actually have objective data of how loud the noise is from the airport at various points in the city. And, uh, you know, one of our one of my uh, preliminary findings there is that this one residence in, in, in Foxhall that is accounting for most of the complaints does not objectively have it worse than other parts of the city. Recently, Roberto went cold turkey on filing complaints, not because the noise has diminished, but because it's clear in this case, the squeaky wheel will not get greased. As anyone else, you tend uh, to trust the system. That's why in 2015, I took the time to file so many complaints. I don't anymore. I don't see despite the effort to go anywhere. In the meantime, Roberto is trying to literally move on. I will move. I will move because I consider this type of stress inappropriate for the quality of life 
for decent health standards for anyone. I do not see an immediate risk in, in, in the short term, but uh, this is not a place that you can consider in any possible way of acceptable qualities for yourself and for your family. So I will have to move elsewhere because of the long-term impacts concern of the situation. You may think Roberto Vittori is crazy. What other type of person would file that many complaints? But from Roberto's point of view, complaining was the only way he knew how to draw attention to an issue that he genuinely believed could have benefited from closer inspection. He may have been wrong about that, but being wrong isn't what keeps him up at night. This story was produced by me, Owen Phillips, and edited by John Lago Marcino. Sound Show is a production of The Outline, a new overwhelmingly beautiful website you can see at theoutline.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Outline. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe to Sound Show on iTunes or anywhere else you get podcasts. Thanks. We'll see you next time.